So, well, that means like there's endless possibilities. The world is, well, there's a lot of things you can do in the world and you're in a position to do most of those things. I see see it as 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 something somebody says, um, usually talking about somebody else. Nobody ever says the world is my oyster. Usually somebody else has noted... um, yeah. How wonderful somebody's situation is. You explain it's it's almost like reassurance or trying to be positive to someone else, saying to them that you've got endless possibilities. The world is your oyster. I no, but, it's, but it's not to make someone feel good. In my I experience, think no. I think I think it's. I've said it. I've said it to make someone feel good. I think it's exclusively. It's when you have nothing else to say to a person who's something it's it's down to. in the dumps, mm-hmm. and you just go, oh, "Mate, it's like saying there's plenty of fish in the sea when someone's had a breakup." Hundred percent. That a is go-to. not what. A, that is not the the appropriate use of this expression. Sometimes it's a way to get out of a conversation. It's just a conversation and a maid, the so world's your oyster and walk away. I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that tomorrow at work. doesn't matter what it is. I'm just going to be like, oh, the world is your oyster. I'm going to walk out of the meeting. I could yeah. disagree The conversation more. rarely continues after saying the world is your oyster. Okay, so you're trying to make a junkie in the street feel better who's begging for money. You say the world's your oyster. That is No, that's a lie. That, that that's a blatant not lie. I'm that not saying not it to true. him. Because the world isn't his oyster. It isn't at all. You're saying it to someone who like... Just needs a little, little bit of motivation, a little bit of inspiration. Needs to know that the world isn't all that bad. But the, but the world isn't their oyster. It is. Chances are they could do okay in the world, but it's not going to be their oyster. What is their oyster? It's it's definitely not like because they haven't they haven't opened up yet. No, that's okay. So Here's my problem. They've been oysters, I mean, oysters can be alright with a bit of help, but at the best of times, it's like a, it's like snot going down the back of your throat. Okay, before we so get why to the is taste, that uh before we get to the taste and, and eating it. I think Let, we're, let's, you let's, guys are ducking this because no, no, no. I was under the fact that if if you're going to say the world is your oyster, they legitimately have to have things going on in their life. It can't be somebody who's down in the dumps. That's yeah, when you say yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You say it to somebody who's got, you know, it's it, it's not false when you say it to them, but they're like, usually in a bad place. Like something hasn't gone their way. Doesn't be a bad place because I don't need to know if they know the world is their oyster. Why am I yeah. saying it? In, insert inspiration here. Well, like they just the graduated from uni. You don't, you don't necessarily say it to somebody. You could you could be talking about them. So we're talking about okay. So a young young bloke gets a role in a feature film in Hollywood. You know he's a good looking dude and he's got all this talent. The world's his oyster. Yeah, that's a positive you know? way of saying it. But it means the same thing. It's about opportunity out there. Potential. Yeah, but not everybody who's down in the dumps has that. No, but you're more likely to say to someone who's down in the dumps than you would to be someone who is good. Because if someone's good, you don't they don't really need that reassurance, right? So that's well, why what we're saying is you're more inclined to say it's someone who needs a lift. So you're you're talking about sort of giving someone a bit of a, a bit of a lift and because that is a very positive thing to hear. Yep. If if somebody's saying that the Correct. world your the world is your oyster, that immediately makes you feel good about your prospects. Yeah. And even though I was fucking team positive ten seconds ago. I've switched because oysters, <laughs> oysters are fucking oysters are fucking useless. 
They so, attach to whatever it is, a rock, a pier, uh, a, a net, and that's it. That's their life. They're attached to something. They can't do anything. They, they, I don't know. Do they move? They, they're, they're, no, but it's, it's not it's, saying it's not saying you are an oyster. No, but being an oyster, like to be like, why isn't the world is your lion? Like where you can. <laughs> But Rome, the plane. Plane. See, that's, you're not the thing that they're. So you're, yeah. The world is. They're not. So, you're not saying so you are an it's oyster. Not, it's not you but are an oyster. The world is an oyster. It's a pretty shit place. You step on it, it hurts. No, it's ugly. not. It's, it's not. It's not everyone the, likes the taste. So it's salty. The, it's the world is your oyster, as in Mate, it could be you your have, oyster, but it doesn't you matter. Have this oyster, and you can pour it down your throat and enjoy it. That's that's where it comes from. But you're just, the world is your oyster. Yeah, as in, that's implying everyone's for oysters, though. Not everyone's an oyster fan. Well, I'm not an oyster man, but I love oysters. Well, I'm not an oyster man, but they're a delicacy, and they're you know they you know, they charge you an arm and a leg for them. They're aphrodisiac as well. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. First. See what? See that's an absolute myth. Myth. Oh, yeah, has anyone proven that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you pictures. First dates. Jokes. I'm a respectable so how do, man. So how, how do they come? What, what are the other aphrodisiacs? Dark chocolate, chocolate, red wine, Reese Carmody. <laughs> In that order, Jim Beam. <laughs> Mate, Jim Beam is no one's friend. Jim, no one likes Jim. Beam. I, love Jim I love Jim Beam. No, in all seriousness, though, like, but oysters aren't a pretty thing, and they're not. Not everyone likes them. They're not. It could be argued that they're not a tasty thing either, because. There's oysters, there's raw oysters, but then there's like, you know, oyster Mornay and whatever. Oyster Kilpatrick with the bacon. And so mm. oysters themselves, like they have to be opened to enjoy what's inside. Like I think that's the point though, isn't it? Yeah. Not an, a, yeah, not, I think Luke's got it there. Well, you have to, you have to shuck life. You have to... You have yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the world, the, the world is there for the taking. You just got to open it. You just got to shuck it. Shuck it. Yeah. If you, you just you, sit here and do nothing, you just get... You have, you're going to walk on like shit sharp bits and like moss and whatever forms around the outside of those things but as you open it up and experience the possibilities then you get some flavor and the meat the meaty goodness yeah back on team positive love oysters but But just just on this i don't think anyone is expecting you to go and sort of crank the oysters off the rocks yourself you gotta how else you gonna open them well, you, no, you don't. You go down the shop. No, because you buy and you, no, you no, buy no, a tray. No, no. And then what are no. you on? You're on to, buddy. No, here I am. We're still talking about the world is the oyster, not the world is full of oysters. No, we're talking. Well, I'm talking about the use. Look, the world oh, yeah, is so your oyster. oyster comes refers, already open. Okay, yeah, to you, yeah. The oysters open. You put your little bit of sauce on, and then you tip it down your throat, and you enjoy it. It's already there. You don't that, have to do that, shit. Yeah, no there's sauce. no, there's no go served up on a platter. Okay, so it's about you don't. It's the effortlessness. You don't have to open any doors. They're already open. I think that's what it refers to. Is that no, there's an element. I'm, there's an element of the indul- the indulgence. Quite indulgent eating oysters. Okay. I think we'll all agree. And that is that's what we're referring to when we say the world is your oyster. Served up you on a platter, open already. Indulge no, the world. No, it's no. not even effort to eat the thing. It's like one one bite. No effort is effort is key to this idiom because the world is your oyster the world is not an easy place and it's saying that you know oysters well for some easy, people easy. but if, if, if the world's oysters, your oyster no, it should it be an easy, easy. It's probably going need to be forced open to be able to get the but meat you inside see I mean force. I think because so, I mean I, I know why I said this to start with <laughs> but now I'm thinking oh, oh you're talking about that's a clam isn't it a clam has pearls yeah oysters Risa, don't Risa have, yeah. you, have you eaten oysters yeah absolutely have you ever forced one open yourself have you ever shucked or, one yeah yeah but someone's doing that for the most part, don't you get them in a tray ready-made to yeah, sort of tip down your garlic? Restaurants, but if I'm like, but if you ever go, if you in the wild, right? The, you can't be thinking about the world is your oyster if you've gone to Nick's Seafood 
it's it's not that that's not the idiom the world is your oyster so you have to you have to get the oyster from where it comes from in the world which is naturally attached to a rock but i mean in your experience when you've consumed oysters have you ever like swam out or rock ripped one off (laughs) busted it open and tipped it down your throat no you've sat on it in a nice look let's not use me as an example for the world (laughs) but the world is your oyster as in the sense that it's hard like a little little bit of hard work a little bit of elbow grease you will get the reward and that's what it's referring to I, i couldn't agree more with you but I, I think that's but slightly you off. Disagree. I think that's slightly off on this idiom. I think <laughs> I think the world is your oyster means that you, it's almost effortless success when it comes to you. Because oysters kind of have this image of being a little bit lardy da, a little bit little upper class. So that's but like, when so let's go back to when you say it to someone. Because are you saying it to someone when everything's been handed to them? It's very easy, or when they've done some hard work and now the world is their oyster. My my attitude toward it is is things have opened up for them. And hard work isn't necessarily a major factor anymore. Whether they're born into privilege, whether they've just been landed in a, whether they've won the lotto, whether they've grafted for something, now they've got all this opportunity as a result of the graft they've done. You know, I don't know how much hard work is is required when you say the world is your oyster. But so that's oh, that's where the key is to this shocked non shocked scenario. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when I when Heath Ledger passed away. <laughs> Listen, this, I'm not going to be serious. I was a huge fan of that guy. I thought he was, you know, an immense talent. He was a, he was a legend. Proud. I mean, I think as a, what was your favourite? Oh, he's just a great actor. The Night's Tale. He was, he was good in that. Dark. Ten Night. things I had about you. He was damn good in that. Ten things I had about you. Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Oh, you don't want to be too mainstream. No, okay, crazy right, no, no, he's good in the Dark Knight, but I think he just he got got too into it, you know. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm, I'm acting, gonna, acting nerd. I'm going to take. I'm going to digress. If like quickly, do you reckon if he didn't die, he would would he have still won the award for the Dark Knight? Uh, absolutely, definitely. Fair enough. Without a question, anyway, everyone's just but buying I, those awards anyway. But, but I remember, I remember I saw an interview with um Gary Oldman. I think Gary Oldman was talking about you know Heath Ledger and stuff, and he goes. And um, the world was his oyster, you know. And he's obviously referring... full of potential. If he would have put obvi- the hard work in and not died, <laughs> gonna have to cut that. <laughs> no, 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 it's fair. We're not no, cutting no, that. No, no, took no, the easy what, way out. What, what, what Oldman was referring to was the fact that he just had a, he just had a child, and he's got all this talent. He's handsome. He's a movie star. Like the world was his oyster. Is that why he died? Because he just added, had access to so much. D.O.D.? How did he die again? Um, I think he mixed prescription drugs. I think he was just really unlucky. He was just, he was just sleep deprived. He was pretty stressed out and he just took a, a bunch of pills to try and help him nod off and mixed yeah, some did things. him in. I think there's all this stuff like all these all the yeah, lunatics go, oh yeah, he, he became the Joker. You know, I reckon that's bullshit. You know, he just he had a bit of bad luck. <laughs> yeah. Know. I don't think it's bad luck if you're taking too many pills. Stupidity. So we're going I'm off a, like so. Gary Oldman is our <laughs> Gary Oldman. I mean, that, that's what that's what that's answered what, it for us. Well, well, Heath Ledger pop springs into my mind when I hear that saying. Well, but he, he, this is the thing. Like Heath Ledger worked for that. Like he when did. we go when we go to the open or closed oyster, he opened the oyster. It wasn't just handed to him on a silver platter. No, it wasn't. It wasn't but, a bed of sea salt rocks. But, but he had the raw materials to open that oyster. That's, that's not an easy oyster to open. I'm sure if everybody could open that oyster, they would do. But so you're saying he had God-given talent? Or? T- yeah, yeah. Okay, talent. so so Lockie, handsome, so, so, talented. So Lockie, you think of Heath Ledger when 
when you're thinking when you're personifying that saying, right? That idiom. So I'm the thinking, world's his oyster. I'm thinking of well, uh, well yeah, thinking Heath of Ledger because I mean I think there's a certain sadness to that because the world was his yeah, oyster. Yeah, 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 I get it. And then he died suddenly. And but the uh, you could apply you could apply it to so many people. Well, see, I think of say a university graduate and like the the father coming up to the son, be like, "Son, congratulations. The world is your oyster." Congratulations, Meaning, son. Go, going back, yeah. Son, thanks for joining my law firm. The world is your oyster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like, you know, the world... A, oh, no, no. That's a lot of potential. That's, that's our next client. They're a seafood restaurant. They've poisoned about 5,000 people. That's the Costis. You're going to go down and have a meeting, son. But that's where I'm going. Lucas, who are you thinking about? When that when that comes, personify. Put, describe who who you would say that to. I think you've you've graduated or whatever, but I think it's someone who's just done really well in their job to a point that they're in high demand. To someone who's in high demand, then their world the world is their oyster. Mm. Look, we're all oh, we're okay. all saying, I agree with both your points. I guess we're all saying the same thing in a way because he had potential. Heath Ledger, university graduate had potential. I'm just saying he has to work for it. You said he worked for it, but there was more there. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think you have to earn the oyster. It's not, you know, some rich kid who's born into like a billion dollars. But you could say that's you could world. say the world is well, your oyster. No, but I'd probably yeah. I'd probably change it slightly. I'd probably say the world's his plaything. Your playground. Like the world is because, your playground. Because I think yeah, I know what you mean. I think the world world's your oyster refers to the fact that you've earned something. I some think point. the world is your oyster implies it's your oyster, but you need to keep. You're still going to keep working for it. Yeah. If the world is your playground. Well, you you've a, never had to do anything and you never will. Yeah, you're sort of silver spoonish kind of thing. And good luck to them. Idiots. To throw a cat amongst the pigeons. To throw a cat amongst the pigeons. Manslaughter. <laughs> Cruel. Is, yeah. Yep. Well, it's not... Well, if you if you intentionally throw the cat into the pigeons, it's, isn't it more like murder? Because you know what's going to happen. But you didn't commit it. No, but that's, that's well, it'd be yeah. it'd be second degree then. Oh yeah, not that I'm a lawyer, but I, I just manslaughter is a cool word. Yeah, man, it, it sounds worse than murder. It does, yeah. Manslaughter. Mm. It sounds it like you've like like taken pleasure in it a bit yeah. more. Stuck some poor bass in the abattoir and just done him, <laughs> hacked away. Yeah. yeah. Just throw a cat amongst the pigeons. Well, I think it is. Well, would be to be destructive. That's what I get from it. Like to really to do something that you probably shouldn't have. And you can't control the result. The cat's, is it, is the cat's it, not guaranteed to catch it. You just assume it will be. But you know if it catches it or doesn't catch it or eats it or whatever, it's going to cause a... A kerfuffle. Yeah, kerfuffle. A kerfuffle is the exact word that was in my mind. That how is, how that, is that possible? <laughs> that is what that word was made for. Kerfuffle, yeah. yeah. So you're saying, I feel it's because there's feathers involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kerfuffle. There we go. There you go. Um, it's very, is it the distant cousin of um, Spanner in the Works? Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They related. Yeah, it's because it's intentional. Like, yeah. Although I think I think be- spanner in the works. When the person throws the spanner into the works, they don't know they're going to bring mm. the whole house down. Yeah. yeah. But when someone throws a cat amongst the pigeons, they're purposely trying to cause a ruckus. Yeah. Yeah. Or, Disruptor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. Uh, throwing the cat is proactive, proactive, and the spanner amongst the the works is reactive. Yeah. Because you could have like having a hissy fit would be the spanner amongst the works, or well, not really. In, in a way, but I, I see a spanner in the works as something completely unforeseen and and like you guys have said, unintentional. 
you know, see it working like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is trying to spanner in the works. And you, you guys had no idea that was coming. Or this is yeah. trying to spanner in the works. Or, and often that person's trying to be helpful or push their own agenda, but they don't mean to cause harm. Yeah. Whereas a cat amongst the pigeons, it's like this person's trying to, you know, ruffle us here. Because you know exactly... You know exactly the result. If you were to throw a cat into a group of pigeons, you know what's going to happen there. You know that cat's going at those pigeons. What if the cat's hungry or asleep? You're well, throwing a, it's it's throwing a sleepy up. cat into a... It's going to wake up in midair and land on its feet. It's going to it's dreaming. It's like, fuck, See, that's pigeons. a myth. I've got a story for you. Right. Yeah, we've, okay. told. Uh, let's, we've heard okay. this. We'll, we'll do it again. Have, have, I, have I told the story about my kitten? I, look... I believe uh, so, but anyway, let's go. Owner of the year. If I have, uh, I apologise for the listenership, but when I was a, a little boy, I got a kitten and I'd heard my parents talking about how cats are very sort of agile and independent and if you drop them, they just land on their feet. So sure enough, I climbed up on a chair. The kitten was about two days old. <laughs> hadn't quite learned to swivel in the air yet and just dropped it on its back. Well, that's, that's just, it. It just went splat. You've answered your own question. It's <laughs> cat lands on its legs, not a kitten. Yeah. Didn't develop into a cat yet. No, Apologies to anyone binge listening to this um, second season as well, because you've probably just heard that story. You know. <laughs> Did I tell that in the first 40 season? minutes ago? No, you told it in this season. Well, it was, I, I don't know, mate. I don't know if I've told it. Hey, a good story is a good story, right? I don't yeah. know if I've told it in the Idiots and Idioms. I've definitely told you guys. Oh, you told it in our other less popular podcast, did you? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. Busy day. <laughs> I thought it was relevant. We're talking about cats, and I've dropped one on the seed one. It was probably more relevant than the last time you told it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so carrying on. Apologies if I had mentioned it before, but I thought it was funny. So cat didn't. cat didn't. I guess there's not much mystery as to where that phrase came from, right? Like, well, someone's like walking down the street, and he's like, "Look at that guy! He just threw a cat amongst." The someone pigeons. literally done it. Yeah, yeah someone literally threw a cat amongst the pigeons. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's a metaphor. But do, do people keep pigeons other than Mike Tyson? <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> well, no, no, they're just like. Well, yeah, he's he's got an obsession with pigeons. There's a doco on it. You should see it. Really? Yeah. Strange, you used to have a tiger. Strange cat. Funnily enough. Yeah, because you used to have a tiger. No, no, no. He he's right into pigeons, Mike so, Tyson. And he threw calm, the tiger they, amongst the pigeons. They calm him down or something. I don't know. That's some medieval who knows, shit. Who knows what's going on? No, but so you think someone's gone down to Trafalgar Square <laughs> and just unleashed? Well, I don't cat. think. Well, well, it'd be a bit weird if someone just walks up and just throws cats at pigeons in parks. I would have thought they'd have to be in a confined space for it to be, you know, because otherwise pigeons just fly away. You know, to cause a real stir, wouldn't you? Ha- wouldn't the pigeons have to be trapped in some sort of aviary? Yeah. Mm. Holy Look shit! At you. Yeah, you Big word, Avery. Avery, yeah, fucking yeah. bird enthusiast. Bird, bird cage too, too basic for you, is it? Fancy. Oh well, yeah, because a bird cage Avery. is quite small, isn't it? You can't be. I mean, that's next level. It's unleashing a cat into a bird cage. That's like yeah. Uh, that's throwing a cat amongst the pigeons. Sylvester, is that the cat's name? Yeah, yeah Sylvester. With Birdie, the Birdie. Tweety. Tweety. Tweety Bird. <laughs> Tweety Bird. Birdie was that McDonald's thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hung out with Grimace, whatever he was. <laughs> yeah. Grimace, the big. Big phlegm ball. What was it? what was Grimace? A nugget. I don't know. He's purple. I wouldn't say big phlegm. Have you had purple phlegm before? Oh, no, no. You get that checked out if you did. <laughs> well, although to be fair, I don't sort of put it to the light and think. Mm. You know, I'm sure 
Yeah, you anyway, do. You've got to check you the colour of your You cough up phlegm, you look at it. It's the first thing the doctor asks. Like, what, color, what colour is your phlegm? And that tells you if you're getting better or not. Okay, that's where we go. It's funny you ask, Doc. Have you ever seen Grimace? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I've, and to be honest, I haven't coughed up a phlegm ball in years. I don't know what it is. It might have been a teenage thing for me. I used to do it all the time, but not anymore. All the time. <laughs> Just walking down the street. <laughs> Do you always used to spit? I never used to. I thought it was gross. No, nah, no. Nah, it was never, never a spit. Fucked up. It was all the rage at my school for a while. Spitting? People, people would actually just hock up loogies and just spit them on the floor. Oh, it was it cool? Or was it just... Yeah, it was cool. The cool kids did it. So these two blokes, I was sort of mates with them. They used to sit out. They were, you know, sort of slashed cool, cool dudes. They used to sit outside the canteen. It was funny because you could always tell when they'd been there because <laughs> the ground in front of like where they were sitting was just like drenched in gollies. Golly, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Good golly, if you ever walk past it at the end of lunch, I think the only time funny. spit. Became, I mean, always wear shoes in Kayama. Yeah, I think the only time spit became entertainment was when uh, what's it? Big Daddy came out. And you do that? They do that really long spit that touches the ground. They slope oh, it back. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. disgusting. That that lasted for maybe about two weeks, but then <laughs> no, spit has never really been um, a good form of entertainment. Neither is Adam Sandler. That's shots fired. He's he's great. Good in in Big Daddy and he's good in The Wedding Singer. I think The Wedding Singer is pretty good. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Little Nicky. I reckon that spit thing was probably the last time he had an impact on pop culture since then. Hey, he's, he's... been in a bit of a funk. Have you seen the, the, the um a Ace, 23 film funk? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. He's still got two <laughs> the second one when he does when he when he goes when the the tribe tribesman hocks in his face and the girl goes, "Oh wow, that is a sign of great affection in this part in this part of the world." And then Jim Carrey goes, "Anyway, you guys have seen it. I don't need to do the demo." <laughs> you can't just cut off at the punchline. I don't remember it for the listener. Oh, mate. I might have told it before. <laughs> Okay. Sensitive guys. Yeah, apologies. If you want to just repeat yourself. Allow me to show my affection. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm glad you back to, back to back to the cat amongst the pigeon. Hey, hey, have you guys ever been the cat? Have you ever been just waiting for this? Have you ever uh, the classic the Lockie throws you under well, the bus ask for an example? Just, yeah, give me Which, an fair example. enough. This is what we do. We talk about shit, but still. <laughs> Throwing someone under the bus is a kind of a, a way of different. No, but that but that can put the cat amongst the pigeons if you throw someone under the bus. Like if there's a group of people that don't know something, <laughs> so the bus runs over. Oh, the I got gotcha, you. Yeah, 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 bus, yeah. bus runs over yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. who's also morphed into a cat. Gotcha. Not the then literal sense of throwing someone under the bus. The no, same. No, 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 no. But like, yeah, yeah. Throw, yeah. I'm sure I've I'm sure I've done it. It always happens with um, you know, a group of friends where you just know one piece of information. Or the classic is when you stitch someone up in front of their missus or partner or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like how good was that strip club on the weekend lock? <laughs> You're like, what? No, 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 cut it. <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? Oh, I don't make enough enough money for those sort of places. Plus paying off a mortgage now. Alright. <laughs> yeah. Big dick homeowner in the in the room. Jeez. Yeah, Sydney property market, they carry on about it, but yeah, didn't cause me too much trouble. That's <laughs> <laughs> throwing a cat amongst the pigeons. <laughs> You're now the most hated person on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I shouldn't, I'm, I'm joking, boys. I'm joking. All right, so this next one, I don't know if it's an idiom, but we'll do it anyway. Batshit crazy. Definitely mm. heard it, definitely used it. It's a phrase. I mean, we're getting loose with idioms at this point. Yeah, there's only so many idioms in the world. You, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like we've chewed through a fair few of them. We've been doing this for about a year and a half, I realise. We've probably even done some twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, I've, def- I've definitely told a few stories more yeah, than that. That cat story's <laughs> doing the rounds. <laughs> um, so batshit crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm just picturing being in a cave where bats are flying at you. And you fucking lose your shit. Right, so, you're, so you're thinking um, the classic, what is it, like the, the explorer, the Indiana Jones, you're in a cat, you, you're kind of exploring in the dark and then you get frightened by the bats that all of a sudden swarming around your head. Or are you thinking that you're Batman and you're trying I'm to come out of the cave? I'm thinking more it's some sort of like um, adventurous couple off the beaten track have wandered into a cave, you know, to get away from the rain. Okay. And yeah, you know, they think it's all nice and safe in there. Then they hear a little, a little squeal, and then they see the eyes open. Yeah, that would and then be, they just come at you. That would be unnerving. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's special effects. Yeah, look at this. Like, yeah, I'm not doing it well. Fancy. But, um, but that, well, what about this? But what about the crazy and the shit bit? Yeah, you just I talked th- about I, bats. Well, no, because you know, the bats come at you, and your reaction, you just you go nuts. Oh, you think you said you go crazy as like frantic. You, yeah, yeah, it's you a go frantic. Crazy, you shit yourself. And then you shit yourself. Then you, you shit yourself. All the bats shit on you. I'm not sure. Somebody shitting in the scenario. No, what about this? Okay, so this couple, explorers, Indy and his missus. In, uh, yeah. What if they accidentally eat some bat shit and that makes them go crazy? Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I think that... Could it be a reaction to digesting bat shit? I mean, yeah. Uh, is that a thing that happens? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't somehow, know. you know... Because that excrement is consumed, and because is your rabies or something? That shit is something that I remember being told about. That you never want that shit on your car because it can remove the paint. And I remember Dad talking about this when I was young. It's like we can't park there under the tree because it's the last. Shit. T- it's the last time I park in that cave. Look, I don't understand that. <laughs> Dad's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the pitfalls being Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, oh, I've, been, I've told him look, a thousand look, times, just build himself a driveway. Fuck look, that cave on. We have a lot of generally shit conversations in my family, but this was a conversation about shit. <laughs> and I remember it because, like, I don't know. It was a shit, shit conversation. <laughs> shit. Well, yeah, well, it didn't go anywhere. I didn't have, I was like, hey, I haven't got a car, Dad. I'm not, not going to move it. Take the Batmobile yourself. <laughs> He's leaning on the horn. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that was a. That was a bit of knowledge passed from father to son. I feel, I feel like that's a worthy bit of uh, information. See, I didn't think that is, that is spread over specifically bat excrement. So maybe there is. Maybe where, bat excrement. Where did is, you grow up, racer? Me, northwestern oh. suburbs, wasn't it? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought there's too many bats out there. I thought bats were in the inner west thing. No, bats are everywhere. Bats are everywhere. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wherever there's trees, there's bats. Yeah. You got a tree. You got a bat. <laughs> They're the birds of the night, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They really are. They are. It's quite poetic. You, see you know, fly that, across the night sky. It's a you, bat. They're ugly, scary-looking things, though. Oh, they're horrifying. Yeah, I they, don't think so. They, not not they, a nice fruit bat. Maybe a vampire bat. But I mean, a nice fruit bat. It's quite a beautiful-looking animal. I think it's like a possum with wings. No, it's like a little rat with fucking huge Superman cape. Well, that's glass half. They're empty. massive. And those things. What? <laughs> glass half. I don't empty. want one of those things coming no. at me. Pessimist over here. No, I've seen fruit bats down in Glebe, and they look beautiful. Oh, da, your fucking Glebe bats are looking all pretty, are they? No, they're not like the ones out in the West. <laughs> Carrying knives and <laughs> fubu jackets and that. A vampire. What's a vampire <laughs> bat look like? Is 
they look horrible. Yeah, like, look, they, they look like they're smiling. Got little fangs. It, it is creepy. It is creepy. But we don't get vampire bats. They're in South America. They're over there with the piranhas. Fucking hell, everything's got really? teeth. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we just have nice fruit bats. We don't have vampire bats. You know, so bats here pose no threat. We've oh, all you turned me around on bats. And I don't think I don't even know if vampire bats are as demonic as they get made out in sort of popular culture. I'm not sure a vampire bat is just going to... Well, I, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, maybe you know, a few hundred of them get together, they might eat you, but I, I, th- I think they're more scavengers. Well, they've got tiny mouths and they, 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 they're blind. I don't think they... The human no. is really yeah, but their yeah. smells off the charts, and if they smell blood, they'll come and have a little. Are the vampire bats are they the ones that hang out in the cave and attack? You know, our explorers. We're talking about here, Indiana Jones. Yeah, oh, that's another famous. Well, no one's have, they never get bitten in these scenarios. They just get you know a little bit bothered. They just well, get yeah. swarmed and kind of freak out. They run out of the cave, going ah. Yeah, or they turn into Dracula. Yeah. That's always the other possibility when we're talking about bats. Do you turn into a vampire from getting bitten by a bat, or is it only if the bat is actually a vampire who is not all bat, Not all bat. bats are vampires. I, I, as far as I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> as far as I know, there's only one... Fact. Not all bats are vampires. There's only one Dracula, and he lives in... And, like he's, and he's a count. Or <laughs> and he's been out of work since Sesame Street finished. Yeah. Here we go. Sesame Street didn't finish up. Are you kidding? Is it still going? Yeah. Is the count still there? Yeah. Yeah, he's still counting. He's got to be getting sick of that gig. <laughs> Mate, he, he gets like, excited I, about... He goes, I had creative dreams. I, I had a script I wanted to write. No. They've stuck me in this... Oh, he's a math teacher. That guy gets off pony. on the number 12. Like, he can go... F- he hasn't even realised his number's past 12 yet. Once he realises that, he's going to go on for another you know, couple of decades. God. Well, I guess he's he's made a nice chunk of change out of it. Yeah, imagine what he does when he counts that change. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. One, two, one. Imagine being six, that simply five. satisfied. That is that's one. the way to live. If that you can get excited about things that small. Imagine being the voiceover for time. that bat for that count. Oh, he's only had to do it once. You <laughs> really, really got it on loop. Yeah. Is he getting royalties? Because I've got to say, so. any most people can do a pretty good count yeah. impression. It'd be pretty easy just to just laughing in between every number. Get rid of him. One, <laughs> 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 two, uh, 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 two. There you go. That's it. He, re- yeah. he surely Luke laid that down once. He just got to twelve, and that's it. Who else can you do on Sesame Street? Um, I, haven't, I haven't watched it in years. Who else have they got on? What about that? Elmo? He oh, had a he really high pitch voice. Was Bert Ernie on Sesame Street? Yeah. yeah. Big Bird. Hey, Bert. <laughs> hey, Bert. The, the... Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus, that's it. Yeah, you know what I was trying to say. What like? Hey, Bird. Did he used to talk to Bert? I'm just doing the uh, Dave Chappelle impressions now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he talks about Sesame Street. Oh, there's that Oscar the Ground. Yeah. Just hung out in a trash can. But yeah. you live in a fucking trash can. You think he'd have made enough coin to not live in a bin anymore? The cookie monster. Cookie monster. He's not allowed out cookies anymore, though. It's some... <laughs> there are sometimes foods. The best thing I don't know. Remember, ten years ago, if someone was a little bit too into pills, they'd always get called the Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Would they? Always. I, well, I think so. I don't I think, think I was hanging out at the same raves you were, Lockie. I don't know. I just knew of a bloke that was dubbed the Cookie Monster on the disco bickies. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <sighs> so, um, um, so, so we've established that not all bats are vampires. <laughs> yeah, fact. are all vampires bats though. Well, 
a weird cross between humans and bats. I don't know. Yeah, I thought Dracula. Maybe maybe there's no association with bats. Don't they turn into bats sometimes? They do in the cartoons. Yeah. No, I don't think Dracula has anything to do with a bat. I think he's just this um, undead bloke. Yeah, I think the original novel. What is it? Dracula? Is it just Dracula? Yeah, I think that so. really old one. Now a Penguin Classic. <laughs> By insert name here. Um, I think it was followed up with the sequel, uh, Dracula Down Under. Yeah, I don't think that he was a bat in that, but the, all the cartoon versions. Yeah, he's bats and, bat and vampires are, are definitely friends. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, how do we get on this? Oh, batshit, crazy. batshit crazy. Anyway, so has there ever been a time when you guys have been batshit crazy? We're talking about if you <laughs> if you eat shit, batshit doesn't yeah, make yeah. you crazy. Because you were saying it's border, borderline paint thinner. Yeah, is that so, making you crazy? Yeah, exactly. or is that just like thank you? That's what I was, that's the point I was trying to make. Is that burning a hole in your insides? Because that would make you crazy. It'd probably also make you. Well, sh- the smell could drive you a little mad as well. Maybe the smell does it. Of your insides burning. Some kind of chemical reaction the- of you consuming the uh, the shit might make you crazy. Potentially, I mean, I don't think consuming shit is ever going to be great for you. But do vampire bats suck blood? Yes. Well, I don't know if they suck blood, but they de- they're carnivorous. So they do extent. bite people there when they swarm. Them. Well, I don't know if they attack people, but they definitely smell blood, and they well, ants bite blood, people. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we're, not, I'm, we're yeah. not fearing no, that. They're not sucking. Yeah, I'm ninety nine percent certain that blood. They use blood for sustenance. Um, whether they go out of their way to attack large animals, I don't know, but they definitely scavenge, and they definitely they definitely need blood to survive. They consume it. Isn't that so all? But is it because they like the meat, or do they? Li- they don't. They eat, like I don't think they want the blood. I don't think they eat meat. I think they suck the blood. Why do you know so much about bats? Yeah, because I'm, I'm informed. Oh, yeah, because you're informed. Cool. Nah. Oh, I've, right. I've watched a few docos in my time. Put it that way, and I might be wrong on this. Anyway, there's no guarantees. Yeah, there are. Sounds. You like said fact and definitely more than once, and now you're, now you're backtracking. <laughs> well, look, I know how to. Trust me, I know how to sell something. Look, I'm impressed with your bat knowledge. That's anyway. Bat I mean, it's probably shit. useless to you outside this conversation. But you'd be surprised how many times it's coming up in a, come up in a job interview, mate. <laughs> Honestly, I, I usually wheel it out every time I'm in there. Tell us about your favourite bat. I'm oh, glad you to, asked. It's got to be the fruit bat of Glebe. Can't go past it, mate. Have you seen him get it? <laughs> Bloody beautiful things. Tell you what, what this would you bring, been getting out of though. What would you bring to this role? And. Um, when was the last time you saw a bat? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can I come back with this question? I would like to start with the uh, the latter. Uh, I saw a bat last night in my... Two weekends ago, I was down at a barbecue in Glebe. Uh, sun was setting, and I looked to the to the west, and sure enough, two bats. What can I bring to this role? Facts about bats. <laughs> Fact check. Fact check. The world is your oyster, is a quote from... Bill Shakespeare's The Merry Wives of Windsor, in which he said, Why then the world's mine oyster, which I with sword will open. We inherit the phrase absent its original violent connotation to mean that the world is ours to enjoy. Does the oyster willingly give up what's inside? No, it must be pried apart and can often be very difficult to do so. Throwing the cat among the pigeons is a British idiom used to describe a disturbance caused by an undesirable person from the perspective of a group. The phrase originally referred to the disturbance likely to be created by putting a cat inside a dove coat or dove house. 
This disturbance is caused by the cat's tendency to hunt and kill the birds, only made easier by their close proximity. Batshit crazy. An old, an old expression for madness was bats in the belfry. The belfry of a church representing the head of a person, with the idea being that one's mind was full of blind, winged night rodents, a metaphor of madness that carries with it the charm of grotesquery. So the focus is on the bats, not the shit. Yeah. They just add that in there for effect to emphasize the level of craziness. Yes. We could even call it bat crazy. Drop the shit. Fair enough. Let's start a petition. Bat crazy. Bat crazy. Bat crazy.